Well, good morning. It's Wednesday, March the 25th in Hamilton, Ontario, and it's Black Sheep Radio. Hey there, it's uh, Ben McVie. I'm Chris Brown. It's a little, uh, we're, we're, we're a couple days into this whole lockdown situation now. It's a little <laughs> yes, sir. difficult to wake up this morning. A little, a little sand in the eyes. Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. Yesterday when we were talking, I was I was saying about the grocery stores the day before how shit got real and it, it sure did yesterday and it's sort of starting to set in and it's affecting relationships too. So uh, in a few minutes, we're going to be joined by a good friend of mine, uh, Mark Lang. He's uh, a registered psychotherapist. I always screw up and call him psychologist, uh, but he'll he'll uh, he'll be on with us uh, very shortly and, and just sort of addressing uh, some of the pitfalls and so on that can that can happen in relationships during this time. I can't tell you today uh, is another decent weather day uh, and the last one for a bit actually a high of nine today with a mix of sun and cloud in Hamilton tomorrow 12 but showers and then pretty much showers on and off right through to the end of the weekend I'm sorry to say but who cares we're not outside anyway yeah I mean (laughs) I I, there's if if you have to be locked inside I like the fact that the rain is is one of the things keeping you in as well you know I I I always like kind of hunkering down when it's a rainy day and just hanging out inside and looking out the window you know or at the TV, what's your, I mean, t- t- we're really leaning on that box quite a bit right now. What's, what's your Netflix thing? What are you doing? Safe. Yeah, that, that's a safe bet. Um, I, so I, I used to have Crave. I, I don't have it right now, but I'm on Netflix. Um, you're, you heard of this uh, Tiger King show? No, my buddy Scott was mentioning it the other day, though. He says it's really good. What, what is it? So it's really, really difficult to explain, but it's got all of the things that made Making a Murderer uh, popular. Okay. So, yep. so it's a it's a true crime style documentary series that's really, really, really well put together. But th- what it does is it follows this community of big cat lovers. So, so we're talking people that that uh, that run personal zoos or collect like tigers and lions and like large large um predatory cats uh and and it's this huge story and that actually spans i don't know 20 30 years or so when you when you consider when these guys it follows the beginning of these people's careers and it 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 culminate like I'm not I'm not too far into it, but there's crime, there's there's arson, I, I, there's I don't know if there's murder or not. It, it's tough to say, but there there there's because I'm only about four or five episodes into it. But it's one of the craziest stories I've ever seen in my life. Like it, you never know which way it's going to go. So, like me, here, here's the weird thing with me is I. <sighs> I am more likely to reread a book that I've read for the fourth time than pick up a new one. Mm. And I'm kind of like that uh, with my TV too, where I, I don't, I guess just because we're so new to this, I haven't really opened up my mind to something new. I, I'm sort of going through the Netflix menu uh, out of boredom yesterday going, okay, well, what have I seen? What what do I know? I can just sort of shut my brain off to that I know. So I wound up on Breaking Bad for a little bit yesterday. I didn't watch a whole lot of TV. I actually got out and took a nice long walk and so on. But um, TV is definitely with a weekend coming up. We're under quarantine. There's rain. Uh, we're, we're, you know, even that walk is kind of put off. We're going to spend a lot of time with the TV, I would imagine, over this weekend. And, and uh, yeah, I, I tend to go with stuff that's just 
familiar. So it's good. To, I'll, I'll check out that new one. And, and, and again, as this pushes on in our community that we're trying to grow through the webcast, we'll sort of share some ideas with each other through comments on Facebook or whatever and say, hey, I check this out. That might be worth for you uh, uh, perusing through as well. Yeah, like even um, I, I definitely as far as I, I'm a big reader for sure. Okay. And uh, I I definitely subscribe to the picking up an old book to to reread kind of thing. I love doing that. Like when I find like because, you know, a lot of people don't read on a regular basis. Right. So that's that's totally fine. What I do when I'm in kind of a slump and I'm not reading is I do pick up a book that that uh, I have loved and I've already read before. Uh, and it really works because what happens is you don't you don't feel pressure to finish it. You're just reading it to kind of relive it. And it, and it kind of sparks that you know, that, that, that stream there. Like, so, so right now would be a good time if you, if you've, if you love Harry Potter or something, for example, to, to yeah. burn through those again or, or whatever, you know, it's, it's super cool. But the TV, the movies, the shows, everything else only lasts for so long before you want something else to do and the opportunities are kind of limited. So have you caught yourself doing something that you definitely if, if, if the existing circumstances were in place, have you found yourself doing anything to sort of I don't want to say kill time because that's something I'm really hesitant to say no time should be killed. You should be grateful for the time you've got, blah, blah, blah. But really, in these circumstances. You're kind of killing time at moments like my pantry is the cleanest it's been since I moved in here. I've been here five years. That pantry has never looked so friggin clean ever. Yeah, I, it's it's funny. I, I was just going to say that, like, I find myself uh, just trying to create chores that I never even would have considered before. So I'm right. like, you know, dusting like like areas that I've never even looked at before and, and, and yeah, cleaning the Tupperware, the Tupperware cupboard and all that stuff. So yeah, that's, I've definitely feel you on that one. You know what I caught myself like by time I caught myself doing it over a half an hour had gone by watching, watching a YouTube video of the completion of grand theft auto two. Oh man, that's so good. <laughs> like, this is the last time I played Grand Theft Auto or a video game, by the way, was Grand Theft Auto 2, and they're on what, like seven or eight now, I think. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm going through YouTube and I just thought, okay, well, I'm, I'm really bored here. What? Hey, I used to play Grand, because I, I, I think the way it went was I'm thinking, geez, I don't have any video games. This is the last play video game I played, Grand Theft Auto 2. Ben, you never finish that bitch. I wonder how it ends. So I <laughs> so, watching some dude play Grand theft auto on youtube that's got to be inside of boredom man for sure some of the <laughs> some of the youtube stuff that i've been going through is have you ever seen live pd no so live pd is basically like like 2020s version of cops it's all there's it's all on youtube it's fantastic i highly highly recommend it okay um it's an a and e show but it looks like they put like all of the episodes on youtube which is great mm. um and then there's a, a kind of going back like kind of similar to what your gta thing is um there's there's this this youtube channel that i watch i think it's out of the states but this guy is a car detailer Okay, and he, and he and people give him cars that are just like like hoarder central, and it's like the most disgusting cars you could ever see. And he de he cleans them, and it's like a twenty minute video of this guy like going through all these like you know cleaning processes, and like it's it's pretty funny, but it's super satisfying to watch. I don't know what it is. 
Okay, I was gonna say twenty minutes of watching a guy wash his car is definitely a sign of boredom. I'm sorry. You gotta you gotta check it though, man. There's <laughs> some right. there's honestly something to it. I don't know what it is. Like I've had like a like a month ago or so, like I had some people over and we weren't sure what to do. And I just instead of putting on the fireplace channel, I I put on this guy detailing a car and people were just about it. It was funny. really yeah, man. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I knew I knew I had officially reached boredom yesterday, and I, I I'll admit it. I was lying on the couch. And uh, I had an itchy belly button, so <laughs> I scratched it and then I sniffed it. Oh. <laughs> yes, as I'm raising my scra- my belly button finger to my nose, I'm like, "Holy fuck, you're bored." That oh. is so funny. <laughs> That's a pretty pretty good key of boredom, I think. Like just like smelling yourself is like the yes, that's like a cartoon boredom key, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. Well, uh, when we're not alone and uh, home together, for those of us who are in a relationship, um, th- th- this is going to be some tough time. You and you and Bree still doing okay? Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, you know, I not that's not to say that that I I can't uh, benefit from a little professional advice. You know what I mean? We're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants on this thing, so I could definitely use some some tips. Yeah, we all we, we all are. And and from back from when I used to work uh, at the radio station here in Hamilton, we had a guest on uh, who's actually joining us now. He's my good friend uh, Mark Lang, and he is a relationship counselor. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Sir Ben. How are you? I'm well, thank you, sir. It's been a while since I saw you. Uh, your your dog's upset with something in the background. Oh, he yes, he he probably sees a squirrel or um, a cat <laughs> or his shadow even. Um, and he is not the brightest. Uh, I hate to tell you, my dog's name is Ben. By the way, um, he is not the brightest crayon in the package. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> he, he took the short bus to school, guys. <laughs> So, um, Mark is uh, again. It's it's psychologist, but you have another sort of fancy title. So I'm I'm a registered psychotherapist. So to use the term psychologist, registered again. Yeah, to use the term psychologist, you have to have a doctorate in in, uh, clinical psychology. It's a protected term. Okay. Um, So even if you had a PhD in psychology, you couldn't say that you were a psychologist. Uh, you'd have to say that you have I a doctorate. See. Yeah, yeah, all these little ins and outs. This is why. I, this is why I asked, just to make sure we've got everything. Uh, we're all on the same page. So, um, this this COVID nineteen outbreak is affecting everybody's life in every way. And I just thought it might be a good idea to give you a ring and, and talk relationships because that is your area of expertise. So, what are uh, as we as we sort of really settle into the reality of this, and a lot of us are suddenly out of work, and a lot of us are suddenly being told to stay at home, and a lot of us are spending a just what we would consider an inordinate amount of time with one another. What are some of the sort of pitfalls that relationships can get into in, in a, in very extraordinary circumstances like this? So if you are quarantined with your partner, there may be a sense that you have to entertain them 24 seven. Uh, there may be a sense that you have to, you know, continue this uh, um, never ending conversation and attend to all their needs and this does not reflect, uh, you know, the normal course of a relationship, you know, uh, two people. Uh, I don't married. know. I was going to say, so how's the pandemic any different? <laughs> so so the pandemic 
it, it forces us into a box and then we have to fill the box. And whereas mm. without the pandemic, you have people leaving the box and going out to their places of work and coming back to the box and sharing their stories, their mm -hmm. triumphs and, and frustrations of the day. And that time apart, I, I, I can't remember who said it, but one person had said, you know, one of the reasons that causes divorce is a couple who see too much of each other. And although I don't think that's a, a great <laughs> generalization across the board, it has some merit if you feel pressured to, um, you know, always be entertaining, always being doing something with them, you know, one partner's bored, the other one just wants to be left alone. So the kind of the introvert extrovert problem, you know, one person wants to be left alone, one person wants all this social time. So a great right. way of, of understanding whether you're an introvert or an extrovert is just ask yourself the, the next decade uh, birthday that's coming for you. So if you're 32, it could be 40. Um, you know, if you had the money of Warren Buffett, what would you do? The key here isn't so much about what you would do. Mm. The key is how many people are coming. So an introvert would have a smaller group and an extrovert would have a lot of people. So if you can establish that first. Actually, okay. Yeah. yeah. If you can establish that first, then um, – if you identify the introvert, you've got to understand that that introvert needs probably a good hour a day of alone time because an introvert recharges their battery by alone time. An extrovert recharges their battery by social time. If you're quarantined and your partner is an introvert and tag, you're it. You're the one who's got to be my social connection. Then you have to give them that, you know, at least that hour a day of alone time to recharge or you're going to find they're going to be irritable and, you know, maybe a little on the nasty side. And then your feelings are going to get hurt. And then you're going to have a big fight and, you know, off we go. So, so that, that would be right. one yeah. thing. Yeah. I know. I would, I would say that's definitely, that's definitely the case for, for my relationship. I'm more of an introverted person and, and, you know, I recharge the batteries by just either reading a book or being alone or whatever. And it's kind of the opposite for my girlfriend. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's definitely something that you, I, I mean, you you find that you discover that pretty early on when when you're you're locked in the apartment and you just kind of have but so you know i think we're we're good at navigating that stuff you know yeah. we're 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 pretty conscious of those differences between us but uh, i i could see how you know it could catch people off guard if they're not prepared for dealing with something like that given these current circumstances it's Black Sheep Radio with uh, Ben McVie and Chris Brown over there. Mark, mm -hmm. sorry, sorry to cut in. I'm, I'm just Don't giving worry. people a little update on what's going on. Mark Lang is a registered psychotherapist and specializes in relationships. And that's what we're talking about amidst the COVID-19 outbreak this morning is sort of being forced to spend time with each other a lot. So, Mark, introvert, extrovert, regardless, when, when these moments of friction do come up, and I'm sure they will, and perhaps with greater frequency as time goes on, or maybe for some couples less, uh, and I know this is a broad sweeping generalization because people are different and couples are different. But when those moments of crises arise, uh, you know, where, where you're at each other's throats or as a direct result, one way or another of being locked in the house together, just like two or three sort of coping mechanisms or reset buttons that couples can hit. So there's got to be the agreement before the, the action. So the agreement before the action is simply this. We are stuck in a box together, and, and we do not doubt that we love one another, first of all. 
First and foremost, no matter what goes on between us, if we have a fight, this does not mean I hate you, I want a divorce. It, it just means we're feeling a little stir crazy and it's affecting us. Uh, second is we understand that little things may be more irritable to us. Like, you know, you left your soup bowl on the you know, table and why didn't you put it in the dishwasher? So we might find right. that, that little things might irritate us more because we're sharing the same space and we feel stuck at sharing that same space. I can't leave the room, you know, and go to work and hopefully I'll come home and you'll have put your soup bowl in the, in the dishwasher. Thirdly is understanding that, that, the two of you have to agree that at what level do we call a timeout and just say, you know what, this is right. not going, going well. So, you know, the idea of, you know, we'll never go to bed angry is laughable because, um, <laughs> you know, all that means is you'll you'll stay up till two o'clock in the morning arguing till somebody out of sheer exhaustion says, fine, we'll do it your way. That's not agreement. Yeah. That's resentment. All right. So, uh, you know, there's, mm. a, there's always that threshold that an argument can cross over into where we, we get what's called threatened, we go into threatened brain mode where our frontal cortex shuts off is one of the things that happens. And what is about to come out of our mouth is not going to be Nobel Prize winning material. We are not going to get a Pulitzer for any of this stuff. And so, um, you know, I remember years ago, you know, and, and bouncing and stuff and you could always tell when somebody could gonna swing because you know their their conversation deteriorated to a lot of four-letter words and you knew at this point they are neanderthals mm. they're in threatened brain mode and somebody's gonna swing and so in threatened brain mode that's where wow. we find the fight flight or freeze stuff or the other thing that people don't know is we go into rage so understand that we already feel threatened by what's going on in this world and so that part of the, the brain, the amygdala that is responsible for that is already kind of on high alert. So we, have a, we, can, we can have a potential to have a higher sensitivity to these things. So in, so in a situation where, where you're definitely find yourself uh, at that point, do you say that it, you recommend that we you know, agree that, that you take a time out and step away to kind of recharge? Is, is that the strategy that, that you would recommend for people? So, so it's not just a matter of stepping away and recharging. It's kind of like couples who separate and see what will happen. I'll tell you what will happen. You're going to get divorced because you're not doing mm. anything. So what you have to do <laughs> is you need to take a, a, a break, a breather, a timeout, as you would say to your kids, right? And, you know, so one way you might say is, look at, um, this isn't going well. And I think we've already uh, said a lot to one another that we need some time to process. Why don't we stop here? And let's carry this on. How about after dinner tonight, seven o'clock? So you, you you pick a specific time um, and date to carry on the conversation so that later doesn't become never, because that's a great way of the other person feeling not heard. Mm. I was going to say, wait, wait, pick a time and date. Okay, two in the Mark, what if I pick the time and date to be August 25th, 2 p.m., 2026? <laughs> How are things going if that's my choice? You could, and that would be a, um, an illustration of what we call contempt. So contempt, defensiveness, oh, okay. um, uh, you know, uh, stonewalling and, and uh, criticism. These four things are called the, the four horsemen of the marital apocalypse. And they have a 93% accuracy rate in predicting divorce. So it doesn't mean if you do it, you're done. It means keep doing it, you're done. 
So in these times, mm. yeah, if you, that was your response, you probably are, are moving across the threshold already. And again, in, in offering that as a time, you know, you would probably an hour later regret that. So uh, uh, we have a thing called the rule of 2448, which simply says, fine, we can stop talking. But when in the next 24 to 48 hours would be a good time for us to talk? And you can't answer with, I don't know, how about... I like that idea. So this is so key that we don't just end up being quarantined for two months. And, and instead of having this these these ins and outs of our relationship and our connection, we just have this constant growing, you know, frustration. I hate you. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll create our own movie war of the roses, you know, <clears throat> I hate you so much. I could smash your face. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, uh, everybody's line of work is being affected by this. You, you're in the people business. I mean, this is what you do. You get together with people. So yep. uh, what's going on with you? I mean, how, how are you going to continue to apply your trade? So, for the short term, anyway. So we we recognize uh, that you know it it is healthy for people to continue to do therapy, and so we can do sessions by phone. We can do sessions by Zoom if people want that face to face experience. Oh. But we also recognize that um, some people, you know, some of my clients have said, you know, all our kids are home and they're young, and there's just too many prying ears. We would like to just put this off for a bit, um, you know, until hopefully we, you know, that all changes. Um, I have sent a letter, uh, will be sending, sorry, be sending a letter to all my clients saying, you know, the, the, the benefits of continuing therapy, of continuing in the midst of all the stress around COVID, of, of routines that make life seem normal. Uh, that there's a benefit in that you build, you continue to build the momentum and you continue to be um, held accountable for the life skills you're learning in sessions and practicing those things. So, so there's a lot of positive things. We don't want to shame people who are saying, no, I just don't want to do it right now. And some people certainly are saying it because they, they're, they're overwhelmed and stressed out. They just, for them, this is just another thing, another change. Like I'm used to coming to your office and now what I, I, I'm going to pick up a phone or I have to figure out how to use Zoom. All of real simple things to do. Mm. But for them, it's just the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. So we're we're um, respectful yeah, and, of that. And maybe the, the maybe the current circumstances. Sorry, Mark. Sorry. Like if the, the yeah. current circumstances just might not be conducive to having a conversation about your relationship at all, given all the stress. Right. Absolutely. Mm. I've, I've I've done a number of Skypes with couples that are sitting in their vehicles. Because the kids are inside, you know, and that's fine. You know, <laughs> wow. they're creative ways and, yeah. you know, great. You could go do that out and, you know, when the weather breaks, go sit out in the back deck and do it. I think when you have young kids. Is, Mark, is there, is there, uh, sorry. When go you ahead. have young kids, I think it's important for the kids to understand that mommy and daddy have an important meeting. And saving something for the kids to do that only they get to do when mommy and daddy have these special meeting times. And so uh, they are now occupied with doing something that only comes out or is only, you, you know, available when mom and dad are having the, the therapy sessions. Otherwise, they don't have access to it. And that keeps them occupied and gives mom and dad the mm. hour they need to do that. 
How ironic. I, I used to use that sort of thing when mom and I wanted to have a tickle fight. Now I have yep. to use it when we're trying to patch up our marriage, for God's sake. That's that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so um, b- b- before uh, we, we wanted we wanted to chat a little bit, too, about the people that aren't in relationships, because I, I think that, uh, well, in romantic relationships, I want to yeah. say, because most people have some sort of relationships that they're navigating. But I mean, people that are, you know, isolated to uh, straight to the definition of the word living alone, you know, yeah. completely feel disconnected from society. I know it's only been a week. Yeah. Uh, is there what are what are the risks uh, that 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 can come with that? And, and maybe if you could share some strategies to overcome that or, or help people get through that situation. So I would think the greatest risk would be um, increasing depression. Um, and, and because of that, there could also be a desire to self-medicate in ways that are not healthy choices, like drinking too much, drugging too much, um, you know, spending too much money on online gambling or, you know, and buying online and things Mm. like this. So there, there are those risks. Certainly, um, you know, I think of seniors, for example, and, you know, they're maybe they're in their 80s and, you know, all their friends are dead and they're the oldest one of their friends. That would be one example. Or young people in their 20s who, you know, maybe just very socially awkward people and don't have a lot of friends and also find themselves, you know, even that much more isolated. They can't even go to work and have a chat with, you know, the person in the cubicle beside them. So, um, you know, there are all kinds of chat rooms, for example, um, that that you can go to. And, and chat rooms cover all kinds of topics. So you could pick some area of interest and look, you know, chat rooms on, you know, model planes or something. And, you know, find some, some kind of means of, of commonality. There is certainly with, if you, if you have any friends whatsoever, is certainly taking the effort to, you know, calling them on the phone, probably not advisable calling them every hour, but, you know, to call them, you know, <laughs> every couple of days, uh, you know, Hey Bob, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's Mark, how you doing? You know, how you making out checking in, certainly checking in with loved ones. So if you have you know parents that are still here, uh, calling them, how you making out mom and dad, is there anything that you need? Um, you know, mo- moving towards some of the altruistic kinds of things. I know we're not, you know, supposed to, you know, con- contact people, so to speak, but say mom and dad need some groceries. Well, the grocery stores are open and you can go to the grocery store, pick some things up, just leave it on their front door and knock on the door and, and leave. Um, but that just doing those kinds of things can give us a sense of purpose as well. So it's not just connection, but it's also the loss of purpose in that without that connection. Mark, I want to say thanks for coming on with us with some some. Yes, it does. Absolutely. And I want to say thanks for joining us this morning. And I hope you'll join us again. But for for people who are listening to uh, Black Sheep Radio this morning and maybe not right now, because we're only a few days into this thing, but are a little concerned, like mm, I can see some rough spots, uh, uh, some rough patches. How do people get a hold of you or, and, and maybe come talk to you? So um, they can um, go to my Facebook page, which is just uh, Facebook Mark Lang Relationships. Uh, that's L-A-I-N-G. You can L-I- also- uh, L-A-I-N-G. L-A-I-N-G. Yeah. Uh, 
And so I have all kinds of articles yeah. about relationships, but there's contact ways there. You can call Bay Ridge, which is the company I work with. You can call them direct and there are people answering the phone and they can help you set up an appointment. Um, those, those would probably be the, the easiest ways. Certainly calling Bay Ridge uh, is, is quick and easy. And as they say, people are manning the phones and answering um, while this is going on and can help you set up a time and appointment and by the means by which it works best for you by phone or by, by zoom. Mm-hmm. So you know, Buddy, I'm, I'm glad time. you made the list of essential services. Yes. This is not the time <laughs> to be a superhero. Your superpower is not suck it up buttercup. Your superpower is mm. I'm feeling overwhelmed and I need to reach out and, and connect. And therapy is, is a wonderful way of doing that. It, it's affirming and it's positive and it's, it's life growing. Yeah, I, I can I can definitely vouch for that. I mean, I, I'm not actively uh, uh, seeing a counselor or a therapist at this moment, but like there there were definitely points in my life where I felt like I had nowhere to turn, yep. and um, you know, uh, therapy definitely helped me work through that. You know, sure. it's uh, just just having a just having a even even having having a, a professional voice to to tell you that you know the thoughts that that are going through your head right now are normal and you're not uh, yeah. you're, you know you're you're not uh, alone and, and and people deal with this on a regular basis it's really reassuring and it re- it really helped me work through a lot of stuff so you yeah. know i i, I can't uh, I, I can't recommend seeking professional help enough as well you know yeah it it, it works and I probably put more people into tears when I just say that makes perfect sense and you're normal than anything else I say. <laughs> yeah, I bet. You know, just that affirming because right. they, they've come to believe that. Mark, thanks for talking to us this morning, huh? All right. No All right. I'll talk, to you, uh, I'll talk to you very soon and hopefully we'll have you back on again. No worries. This has been another episode of Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie and Chris Brown. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to follow, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.